Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana. I'm Brittany. And this is episode 26. Today, we'll be reviewing season five, episodes one and two of The Walking Dead with the lens of time. Before we dive in, how are you doing today, Diana? I'm doing great, Brittany. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never prepared. (laughs) Okay, let's go. <laughs> okay. I got distracted too because there the squirrel came back up the tree. I must have been Riley in a different life. <laughs> anyway, okay. I am doing great. And I'm really excited because tomorrow I am going to a segment called the Webs oh God, I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> to the San Jose Filmmakers Network meetup group entitled, I don't know what it's entitled. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to my meetup group. Okay. What is it about? It's Anatomy of a Web Series. That sounds fascinating. (laughs) I'm sure you'll have a lot of fun. I will. (laughs) How about you? How has your week been? I'm doing well. Um, my week has been good. As Diana taught me, lots of feathers in my cap. Yeah. Including my hate mail from my hater who I like to shout out and say, I love you. Thanks for keeping me on top. I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We just got a very funny note from someone and it just really made us laugh. So. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Nothing but love. <laughs> Okay, Diana, it is time for our recaps. Okay, Season 5, Episode 1, No Sanctuary. Carol takes drastic action to save Rick and the group from the cannibalistic people of Terminus. Thank God, because watching Sam and a few others get knocked out and slaughtered was graphic and horrific. Tyrese kills a bunch of walkers with his bare hands and then deals with a friendless Martin from Terminus while trying to protect Judith. In the end, the group is happily reunited. In post-credits, we see Morgan is on the heels of finding the group. Season 5, Episode 2, Strangers. Honestly, I was kind of annoyed watching this because almost every one of the characters says, We have to. I can't. I won't. We gotta. It has to. (laughs) It just sounds so dramatic sometimes. But anyway, it's just a little overkill. Anyway, we meet Father Gabriel and his church. And Abraham and Eugene tell the group about going to D.C. And Rick agrees that they'll come along. Carol and Daryl follow a car that they think has Beth. While poor Bob has been taken by Gareth, who chopped off his leg and is now eating Bob's leg me in front of him. Highly unrealistic that Bob would be awake with no pain, drowsiness, or nausea just an hour or so after his leg was being chopped off, but okay. (laughs) Okay, Diana, where did you see the theme of time in these two episodes? So, the theme of time came to mind when the Terminus guy, Martin, is talking with Tyrese. He asks him if Judith is his baby, and Tyrese tells him it's a friend's. Martin says, I don't have friends, just people I stay alive with. He tells him he used to have them and remembers watching football every Sunday with them and going to church. 
but he can't picture it anymore. He says, funny how you don't notice the time go by. Shit just stacks up day after day. You get used to it. Then he wonders why Tyrese hasn't killed him and that he should just leave with the baby or else Tyrese and the baby will die. He says, just take her and go. Mm. I don't want to do this today. I thought to myself, what a lonely existence. Just going through the motions to pass the time. At one time, you had friends and faith, and now you are emotionally detached and willing to kill a baby to get your way. That's true. And even though there's so much time that has passed, it's just, and that's something that you and I talk about a lot, is how quickly and crazily people can change and flip their Mm -hmm. switch. Like, they could have been good people, and then all of a sudden, their moral compass is just thrown out the window. Mm -hmm. And that was very surprising to me, because it did seem like he wanted Tyrese and the baby to leave. Yeah. And he didn't want to kill them. But then at the same time, he did. Yes. Because he did. Exactly. Because that's exactly (laughs) what he did. (laughs) Yeah, because when he says, I don't want to do this today, Mm -hmm. it made it sound like he really didn't want to, but it's almost like those motions of doing this all the time, it's kind of what he has to do. Mm Mm-hmm. It was sad. So I want to bring up how timing is just everything. If Gareth hadn't asked for that shot count, Glenn would be dead. That Terminus Butcher was about to knock Glenn out with the baseball bat. And I didn't see Rick or any of the other guys about to jump in to save him. I'm not saying it's anyone's fault, of course, but I was just wondering how lucky they were that Gareth walked in and then that Carol set off that explosion at exactly that moment in time (laughs) when things like this happen and I'm well aware that it's a scripted TV show and all this could be (laughs) arguable chimerical but even in real life it elicits the question of whether you believe in pure coincidence versus fate or a little bit of both. Plenty of people have had this debate and whether or not we have true free will and whether or not our fate has already been determined. And I'm not some omniscient, all-knowing being and I can't give you the answers. I'm not here to postulate that about those concepts today, but it really did just strike me that either way, whether it was Carol's fate to save her friends in time or whether it was a pure coincidence, that split second was a critical game changer. If that explosion had happened a few minutes later, or if Gareth never walked in, there's a big possibility Glenn could be dead. (laughs) And it's just, it's insane and scary for me to wrestle with the fact that all it takes to change our course is a few seconds. I know. I think that's totally crazy. It's just wild. It was mind-blowing. And I was just looking at all of them. I was like, what are you going to do? I see your shiv. What are you going to (laughs) do? Well, and we think... Like you said, oh, it's scripted. That had happened that way. But real life things happen that way. Yeah. It's just a split second or things would have just gone terribly wrong Mm -hmm. or things do go terribly wrong. Yes. You know, so. Okay. It is interesting that how you spend your time makes such a difference in the quality of life that you have. Also, time goes by so quickly when it is filled with things that are important to you. Sometimes for me, the work week goes by so slow Mm -hmm. and the weekends fly by so fast. And when I'm with my loved ones and enjoying my time, it just seems so fleeting. Then there are times as busy human beings, we put things off and think, we'll do that later or when we have more time. But 
we don't really know how much time we have. So it's important to spend your time doing what you love and what you find fulfilling because time is not guaranteed. There is a person in my improv class who recently found out she has terminal cancer. And what I find so amazing is that she is doing what she can to live her best life. She is not letting the diagnosis rob her of her time, her happiness, or her living. She is present in what she does and is grateful for what she has accomplished and feels her energy will live on one way or another. And I find her very, very inspiring. And I also think when you have this attitude, you can self-heal yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that's possible, at least to some extent. So circling this back to The Walking Dead, Martin is just biding his time and he thinks friendship is a thing of the past and he thinks good people die sooner than bad people, but really it's how you wanna live your life. And we shall see, time will tell. Okay, Brittany, where else did you see the theme of time? Well, the amount of time Father Gabriel uh, has been alone and how much time he has dedicated to his profession and his faith. So when we're taken to the church, we see that there's a few notebooks in between the pews and one is opened. I forget who opens it, but it has the book of Genesis written in it and it's handwritten. Mm -hmm. And Father Gabriel must have spent so much time alone and feeling like he was repenting for what he did to those people who tried to get inside Mm -hmm. his church, right? Like, he hasn't told them that story, but we know. And anyway, I really do admire people who have put that much passion and devotion and love into their work. I find it especially impressive when it's something that warrants your solitude and you have to be alone for it, which can be really difficult. But Father Gabriel took the time to hand write a Bible in a notebook. There's something just so devotional about that. And I just, I don't know that I would have done that. I I just, I don't know, it was crazy. And I don't know who this Bible is meant for and if he made more of them, but to me, it didn't seem like it was simply a product of boredom. It seemed more like a lovely testament to his faith and his love for God. And this really shows how much he respects faith and the church. I know he, of course, is not perfect. I mean, no one is. And he's done wrong in the past. But I do really appreciate the fact that he is scrupulous in his time with his profession of being a pastor, even after the apocalypse. I'm sure that people aren't going to his church anymore. They're not listening to his sermons. And many people could easily and understandably fall into feeling hopeless when tragedy strikes and uh, so much time has passed. But Father Gabriel doesn't seem like he became extremely overwhelmed with boredom and a loss of purpose. He he may feel guilty about what has happened in the past, but he still has his pastor clothes on. (laughs) He remains reading his Bibles, and he seems like he still feels purpose, even with no one else around. So I just find that really admirable. Okay, Diana, what are other things that you noticed? So I noticed uh, Judith and Tyrese. I loved how Judith 
held onto Tyrese <laughs> when they were hiding in the woods and the Walker horde was passing through. I mean, just the way she clutched his arm, it was so cute. I just <laughs> love watching that. And also, it was sad when Martin had her by the neck threatening her or threatening Tyrese that he would kill her and they showed Judith and she's all teary-eyed and her Aww. lip is all quivering and I am not sure how they got that moment filmed but it made me so sad for her. Mm-hmm. It was just, I don't know. Judith was just, she's a great actress. That's Poor Judith. <laughs> so I appreciate Rick's conversation with the following people. Um, he talks with Tara and says, I know you didn't want to be there. That is why I talked to you. Glenn says you saved his life. Tara says, he saved mine. And Rick says, that's how we do it around here. <laughs> and then they do the little fist bump, which I thought was totally cool. And then um, one evening after Carol has saved them, uh, he tells Carol, I owe you everything. And she gives Rick the watch, and he says, I saw them kill the kid, meaning Sam. Rick says, I still don't know about what you did, but I know you knew some things I didn't, and I sent you away to this. Carol says, you said I would survive, and I did. Rick says, and now we are joining you. He pauses and says, will you have us? Carol smiles and nods, and Rick says, thank you. I love that Rick tells Gareth he is going to kill him with the red machete. (laughs) I just love that moment. (laughs) Okay, Brittany, what other things did you notice in these episodes? Well, I, I know we love flashbacks and I love flashbacks, but they don't always work the way that they're intended to. So the flashbacks of Gareth, Alex, and their mom in that box should not have been the penultimate scene of episode one. By this point, we lost all sympathy for them and we could only view them as villains. These flashbacks were meant to show them as victims, give us reasoning for the way they are now, and help us feel sorry for them. In my case, it didn't work. We had literally no time to get to know these people or connect to them. They were simply two-dimensional, sloppy villains once again. And I don't know if it's Robert Kirkman or the actual Walking Dead writers that didn't give them the depth that they probably deserved, but the flashbacks just felt more clunky than anything. I can see what the director and writers tried to do with it, but it just didn't flow well. It felt really forced. I agree. And I said last episode how much I love flashbacks, and I do, but I agree these did not work. And I didn't feel sympathy at all for them. Right. I'm like, hurry up and get rid of these people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Diana, so why do you love Rick? I love Rick's conversation with Carl, and I love Carl, too. (laughs) Everything Rick says to Carl is what I would say as a parent to my child. I love how he covers it all by saying, I need you to hear what I'm saying and protect Judith. You are not safe. Even if people are around and everything looks okay, don't trust anyone. It only takes a second and it can all be over. Never let your guard down. Never. I need you to promise. And Carl says, I promise. But then he tells his dad, you are right, dad. I am strong. We are both strong and can help people and handle ourselves if things go wrong. We are strong enough that we are not afraid and don't have to hide. 
Be safe, Dad. I love that Carl is still looking to help people and doesn't think that others are all bad. Even with him being attacked, he still sees the good in people. How about you, Brittany? Why do you love Rick? Well, I don't necessarily love him so much as much as what he says to Father Gabriel when Father Gabriel says people are just as dangerous as the dead these days, don't you think? And Rick responds by saying no. People are more dangerous, which is 100% true, (laughs) including themselves. Mm -hmm. Rick is right that they've all done something and no one is perfect or clean of another person's blood. And I would also just like to say that the way Rick tells Gabriel, yeah, yeah, I get it. You only tell your sins to God. I just thought it was extremely condescending and it was like irreverent, inappropriate and untoward. I don't think you should ever insult someone's faith, whether it's in people or in religion. I just didn't really appreciate that attitude. Okay, so what are you currently watching, Diana? So, for TV, I am watching The Real Housewives of New York, and Bethany Frankel and Carol Radswell were friends for several seasons, and now they are feuding, and Carol is leaving the show after this season. Their dissolving friendship is like a divorce, and it's sad to watch. Um, I also watched The Walking Dead Season 9 preview special, and it was awesome. Yvette Nicole Brown hosted the show, and the guests were showrunner Angela Kang and actors Carrie Payton and Tom Payne. Angela was a bit more forthcoming than her predecessor with what to expect in the new season. And we hear Carol and King Ezekiel will be an item, and there's a possibility of wedding bells. What? Darn! We still want to see Carol, C-A-R-Y-L, Carol and Daryl together. Romance. Also, Maggie and Glenn's baby will be named Herschel, just like in the comics. There's a year and a half time jump. So excited to see season nine on October 7th. And Fear the Walking Dead premieres August 12th before this podcast episode is out. So I will talk about it next week. I also watched Sinners Season 2, Episode 1, and this show really sucks you in, and I love that. They show you the crime, and it is shocking, and you have a million questions because it doesn't make any sense in a good way, and you are left saying, WTF! (laughs) I also watched So You Think You Can Dance, and I love, love, love this show. To watch these young, amazing dancers is so moving. I love watching their passion through their art. While I have a few favorites, Genesee and Slavic are at the top of the list and are the dark horses. They were put through to the top 10, not because they were the very best, but because the judges felt they had the greatest potential to grow. It was evident from their performance that they did grow. They had two dances. One was his genre, hip hop, and one in her genre, contemporary. And I cannot believe how well they each did in each other's genre. Plus, they had amazing chemistry. Watch these on YouTube or tune into the show. If you love dance at all, you will be so happy to watch this show. I also watched Better Call Saul season four, episode one, and I can't believe it has been a year since the show was on the air. It felt like such a long wait though. It was a great opener and the writing and acting are phenomenal. I also watched Bachelor in Paradise, and I wasn't sure. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> no, I wasn't.
wasn't sure if I was going to watch this, but Brittany said she was tuning in and I couldn't help but do the same. And I was curious to see what would happen between Tia and Colton. And I will let Brittany elaborate if she would like to. But for movies, I watched Rampage, which is a science fiction action film based on the video games of the same name. Um, It was with Dwayne Johnson and featuring a rare albino silverback gorilla named George. And I am a sucker for movies with apes and monkeys. I love King Kong movies and Caesar and Planet of the Apes and Mighty Joe Young. So I figured I would like this one and I was entertained. I did throw up my hands a number of times saying that's impossible, Mm -hmm. but I still enjoyed it. Dwayne plays a primatologist who raised George, but a rogue science experiment mutates George and he and Dwayne must battle against two other creatures before they destroy Chicago. And then I watched Like Father on Netflix with Kristen Bell and Kelsey Grammer and it's a comedy about a woman left at the altar because she's a workaholic. Her father who has been absent from her life shows up and they end up both going on her honeymoon together and they get to know each other. It's a predictable movie but it's watchable and some really nice moments by both leads. Seth Rogen also has a small part and his wife Lauren Miller Rogen is the screenwriter, director and producer. Okay, Brittany, what are you watching? So I watched two more of Eliza's Netflix specials. One was a 2015 one called Eliza Freezing Hot. Then the 2016 one was called Confirmed Kills. And I just watched both of them because the elder millennial one was freaking hilarious. And I just can't get enough of her. She's really (laughs) funny. And then I also watched The Sinner season two, episode one. And I do like that it's a different story from season one. And what I find interesting is that I'm drawn more to this first episode than I was during the first entire season, which is based off of the book. So I just find that really fascinating. They did a really good job with just the first episode. I I didn't even know there was a book. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. The book first. On, um, so they're separate books? No, season? just one book on the sinner. Do you know Jessica Biel's character yeah. story? That's yeah. based on that story. The first season was based on a book. Right. Okay. So that's why I thought this would just be a limited series. Oh, so this so, second season is not based on the book. No. It's, this oh, is okay. completely yes. separate. Okay. So that's why yeah. I just thought, oh, this is way better and it's not based on the book. So maybe <laughs> that goes to say you should just have original material. <laughs> but I also watched Christina P, Mother Inferior. And if you haven't noticed, I'm pretty obsessed with stand-up <laughs> comics. <laughs> And she talks about motherhood, the state of America, and of course, millennials and how everyone hates them. (laughs) And then I also watched Catherine Ryan in Trouble. And I was telling Diana about this one. She's a Canadian who moved to the UK many years ago. And she's super funny. You can tell she's adopted their dry humor. And she talks about being the maid of honor for her younger sister's wedding and pretends to practice her speech to the audience. And I was telling Diana about one part that's really funny. She talks about how, like, oh, you know, we all have siblings. We play games with them. Didn't you like to play games with your siblings? Yeah, yeah, so fun. And then she talks about this game called Relax. 
with her sister. And she, it's just, I can't execute it as well as she's going to. So just do yourself a favor, watch that one, skip over to the part, like I think maybe 12 minutes in, because it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> and then you'll want to play this game with everyone, because it's funny. <laughs> and then... I watched The Bachelorette season finale, and I know that all these shows are kind of trash, but I cried watching Blake get his heart broken. And people on the internet were really hard on him. They were blaming him for the breakup and calling his mental health into question. What? I mean, that's ridiculous because we're not used to seeing American men cry. We're saying they have mental issues. Seriously, that's so disappointing. I really hope that people can be more open about masculinity because I don't think crying makes you any less masculine. Also, you try going on a dating show with 28 incredibly good-looking people. Ugh. Anyway, I know that filming is only about three months and it's a very fast-paced relationship show, but I do think he was so genuine in his love for Becca, but happy that Becca found love. I'm just hoping Blake is the next Bachelor. <laughs> as far as Bachelor in Paradise, I'm gonna reiterate all these shows are garbage, but I do think it's very sweet when couples do end up getting married and having kids and they get their happy ending and their lasting relationships because that's what we all want, right? Anyway, Colton and Tia, let's talk about it. They should get off the damn island. <laughs> if they were really thinking about each other so much, they could have called each other. <laughs> Good point. Before, after Colton left The Bachelorette, before The Bachelorette aired. I don't freaking know. You had each other's numbers. These two are clearly after fame. They don't seem genuine at all, and I just can't stand either of them. They're total Pop-Tarts, and I'm not a fan. And if I have to hear one more time about Colin being a virgin, I will jump off a cliff. <laughs> don't say that because I'm not to go. Oh, God, Lord. Where's Brittany? <laughs> <laughs> I also want to say that 75% of this cast says like every two seconds. Mm -hmm. It's infuriating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like, I just, I know, it's just like, <laughs> and then like, and like, and like, and like, 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 like. It's, so, oh, it's yeah. so hard for me to watch because I am interested because that's my guilty pleasure is the Bachelor franchise. But then watching them, I feel like I get dumber by the second. So, oh work on your vocabulary guys <laughs> and then for movies i saw sorry to bother you so it's a science fiction comedy film with lakeith stanfield who was in get out death note the purge anarchy and selma i love him as an actor tessa thompson from westworld is in this as well as our own steven young so lots more familiar faces are part of this cast but just look it up because there's a lot to say okay <laughs> anyway it's very distinct from other movies but this was an incredibly intelligent satire lakeith plays cash this man who works as a telemarketer and he begins to gain success in his role by using his white voice don't want to give away the rest of the movie, but I do recommend watching it. It's quirky, has a crazy feel to it, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. 
I also watched Like Father, the Kristen Bell and Kelsey Grammer movie that uh, Diana talked about. And I second everything she said, and I really enjoyed this movie. My favorite scene was when they played the honeymoon <laughs> game where they had to answer questions about each other. And because her dad, Harry, gave her scripted answers beforehand, they yeah. won! I was dying when they asked what Harry bi- Harry's biggest fear is, and they both write pizza! <laughs> dying <laughs> so it's just a very cute movie i actually like the karaoke too oh, i don't know cute. why i just did and i think mm-hmm. it was probably due to their acting because it was just kind of silly in there but right. i don't know there was just something about it i was of course the come sail away song was oh you know i was singing along with them i'm like oh okay it was really and she's a really good singer she played anna <laughs> actually Frozen. she is so. a good singer and he didn't do too bad himself so i was like oh, okay mm-hmm yeah, very entertaining. All right, we are at and the award goes to. So what is your favorite quote, character, or moment, Diana? My favorite character is Carol. She is fearless, badass, one-woman force. She displays sharpshooting skills, <laughs> causes an explosion, and then infiltrates Terminus amongst a walker herd mm-hmm. while covered in walker guts. She finds Rick's pocket watch and Daryl's crossbow and then Mary and shoots her in the leg and leaves her for the walker. <laughs> After they all escape, due to her efforts, they are reunited and she and Daryl have a heartwarming reunion and then leads Rick and Carl to Judith and Sasha to Tyrese and everyone is happy and so am I. <sighs> and Carol saved the day. What about you, Brittany? I really liked Bob and Sasha. Their little game of good out of the bad was endearing, realistic, and natural. They share really good chemistry together. Bob is so confidently positive about everything, and it really balances Sasha out. I'm very frustrated, though, with how the people of color are treated on this damn show. Poor Bob. Okay, that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We need your feedback. Not you, Anonymous. We'll be uploading new episodes every Tuesday. Next show will be on Season 5, Episodes 3 and 4. You can find our blog at the link listed in our show notes. See you next time. Bye.